We're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Uh, We're going to talk about what the Bible tells us about a wife and a mother found in Proverbs 31. Uh, But since I'm neither a wife or a mother, I would thought I'd invite the best wife and mother that I know up to uh, help me out this morning. Give it up for Tori Wayman. Before we go on, we'll pray here in a second, but... um, in celebrating this, sometimes what we forget is there are people, uh, women that, that cannot have children, people that have lost their mothers, and sometimes this time of the year is a, is a particularly hard time for people, even though uh, you know, it's, it is a time that we celebrate. So as we go in prayer, let's go ahead and pray for those people that have uh, that special uh, struggle and, and um, trial in their life that, uh, that God would be with them and comfort them during this time. Dear Jesus, we love you, God, and we thank you, uh, Lord, for the gift that we have um, of mothers, Lord. I pray for those, Lord, that are struggling with the loss of a loved one, God, um, of their mother, Lord, or uh, or even struggling with uh, having a child, God. That's such a a hard thing to uh, push through, God. I pray you comfort those today, God. I pray that you would um, give them, Lord, a a little bit of extra peace today, God, uh, to to be able to uh, get through a day like this, God, where we're constantly bombarded with these type of ideas. And uh, God, I pray that you would uh, be with the message today. God, I pray you would encourage us, Lord, remind us um, what we're supposed to do, God, and change us in some way today. In your name we pray, amen. So obviously, today is Mother's Day. So man, if you've forgotten that, the altar's open at any time. You can come down here and confess the fact that you forgot it was Mother's Day, okay? And get it right. But if you'll turn over to Proverbs 31 this morning. Uh, This chapter, what it does is it describes an excellent woman. Other versions say virtuous woman. But what's not clearly evident that just doesn't jump off the page is that when those same words are translated in the male gender, it's translated men of valor. That's a different thing, right? We remember uh, David's mighty men of valor or Joshua's mighty men of valor. And valor is less about what you do and more about how you do it. Courage, bravery, honor. All of these are grand examples of a wife and a mother. And that's why the title for our sermon today is Woman of Valor. So something really neat about this chapter that we don't hear about very often is that this chapter was actually written for men. This chapter is a piece of wisdom passed down from a mother to a son In fact, in Jewish culture, it's the men that had to memorize this passage of Scripture and not the women. I don't know the last men's conference that you went to where Proverbs 31 was the main text, but it doesn't happen very often, right? But this is a song of praise about an excellent woman, not a chapter to use as a club to put down women. And it's important for us to understand that this is a description and not a prescription, See, what a woman of valor means in your life might look very different. I don't know how many of you women own a loom like Rumpelstiltskin, but that doesn't mean you're a bad mother, even though this chapter talks about a woman who has a loom, okay? Uh, So as we look at this, let's remember that this is a description. Uh, There was once a herd of cows that was out grazing in a field, and a, a dairy truck came by. The name of the dairy was at the top, but underneath it said, our milk is pasteurized, homogenized, sanitized, and vitamin enriched. Well, the one cow looks at the other cow and says, have you ever felt 
inadequate. <laughs> so the purpose today is not to make women feel inadequate. The purpose today is to uh, say of a description of a hero. And this woman shows her valor and her excellence and her virtue. So let's flesh out this picture of a virtuous woman. Proverbs 31, 10 is where we'll start. It says, an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. Other versions say rubies there instead of jewels. It says, the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. So very first, right off the bat, we see a woman, a, a virtuous woman, a, a woman of valor, and we see her great worth. So ladies, why would it use the word rubies and not diamonds? Diamonds are a girl's best friend, right? Why does it not describe us as diamonds? Well, rubies are different. Diamonds beauty comes from reflected light. Light is shine on the diamond and then it's reflected off and that's how it gets its color. But a ruby's color comes from deep within itself. The beauty of the ruby comes from within. Um, the deep crimson color comes from itself. So our real value, our real beauty is not on the outside, but it's on the inside. And that's so important to remember in the Kim Kardashian world that we live in right now. In everything has to um, have perfect makeup, perfect clothes. And so it's so important to remember that our true beauty is supposed to come from the inside. A virtuous woman speaks of a woman who has strong moral character. It says here that the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. This is a, a person and a woman that, that her husband can trust. She puts the needs of her family first. Men, if you have a woman like that in your life, you need to honor her. Now, the word honor means to realize how much value something has. And we need to appreciate how blessed we are to have a virtuous woman. Show it. Why? Because she has great worth. Next, we see her good works in verse 13. It says, she seeks wool and flax, and she works willingly with the hands. She is like the ships of the merchants. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. So I do have to add here that I also bring my food from afar, um, usually from across town at the restaurant. Yeah, right. <laughs> I drive and get food. <laughs> no. Um, so when we read these verses um, and we realize one thing, it's really hard work being a good wife and a good mother. Um, somebody said a mother is an unskilled laborer. Well, someone never, never gave a squirming infant a bath. Someone said it takes about six weeks to get back to normal after you've had a baby. Well, someone doesn't know that once you're a mother, normal is history. Someone said being a mother is boring. Someone never rode in a car driven by a teenager. Someone said good mothers never raise their voices. Well, someone never came out of the back door just in time to see her child hit a baseball through the, mother, through the neighbor's kitchen window. Someone said a mother can find all the answers to her child-rearing questions in the books. Well, someone never had a child stuff a bean up his nose. <laughs> someone said the hardest part of being a mother is labor and delivery. Well, someone never had to say goodbye to their kindergartner, their little baby, as they go into kindergarten. Someone said a mother can do her job with her eyes closed and one hand tied behind her back. Well, someone never organized seven giggling Girl Scouts to sell cookies. Someone said a mother can stop worrying after her child gets married. Someone doesn't know that marriage adds a new son or daughter to the mix. 
Someone said a mother's job is done when her last child leaves home. Someone never had grandchildren. Can I get an amen from the grandparents? Your mother needs to know how much you appreciate her and how much you love her. And how will she know if we don't tell her? That's right. See, the point is, is being a good mother is hard work. My mother was a nurse. She raised four boys while working a high-pressure job. But it's also a noble profession if you're blessed to be able to, to stay at home and raise children. The New York Post just came out with an article that says uh, being a mom is equivalent to two and a half full-time jobs. Uh, with or without outside employment, the average uh, start time for a mother's day is 6.23 a.m. And the average end of day is 8.31 p.m. Most jobs don't require us to be there 14 hours a day, seven days a week. I praise the Lord for a wife and a mother who provide a great example for what it is uh, like to work. Next, we see her genuine wisdom. Verse 16 says, she considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. Notice those words, considereth and perceiveth. This is a thinking woman. This is a wise woman. This is a smart woman. She obviously has taken her responsibilities very seriously. Verse 16 talks about her wise financial investments. Verse 17 says that she is strong. She's prepared for whatever can come her way. Our, mother are, our mothers are a wealth of wisdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. I know my mother taught me about religion. You better pray that will come out of the carpet. <laughs> Mothers teach us about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. <laughs> Mothers teach us about logic. Because I said so, that's why. Mothers teach us about irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> Mothers teach us about osmosis. Shut your mouth and eat your supper. Mothers teach us about contortionism. Will you just look at the dirt on the back of your neck? <laughs> Mothers teach us about hypocrisy. If I've told you once, I've told you a million times. Don't exaggerate. <laughs> Mothers teach us about the circle of life. I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. <laughs> Mothers teach us about behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. <laughs> <laughs> Mothers teach us about the weather. It looks like a tornado went through your room. Mothers teach us about anticipation. Just wait till we get home. <laughs> Mothers teach us about medical science. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to freeze that way. Mothers teach us about our roots. Do you think you were born in a barn? And among all the things that mothers teach us, my favorite is justice. One day, you'll have kids. And I hope they turn out just like you. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord for the wisdom of godly mothers. Many times we look back in our lives and say the phrase, I wish I would have listened to mom. Next, we see her goodwill in verse 20. And this is awesome. It says she opens her hands to the poor and she reaches out her hands to the needy. Here's a wife and a mother whose children watch their mother reach out to the needy. I'm thankful for a mother and a father who were great examples of this for me. I remember over and over growing up, my parents meeting the needs of families in our church. 
Others, other people would never find out about it, and many times they anonymously gave to people who were struggling. One example is uh, my parents were getting a new car, and they had this old green station wagon, and, and they could have traded it in. They could have sold it for like $1,000, but instead of that, there was a, a needy mother, a single mother in our uh, church with five kids. They gave that old green station wagon to them. And they didn't do it for recognition. Nobody ever would have found out about it, except for their son keeps telling everybody about it in front of crowds of people. Uh, But they'd be mad if they knew I was telling you about it. But the examples that our mothers leave of reaching out to the needy and caring about people outside of ourselves is such an amazing thing. There's not many things that will impact the lives of our children and grandchildren than teaching them to think and outside of themselves and reach out to others that are having a hard time. It's so easy to do this, too. Uh, the other day, I was, we were going through the McDonald's drive-thru. Um, I should have stock in Bringing McDonald's. Bringing food from afar. <laughs> Bringing my food from afar. And uh, I asked Noah in the back, I said, or the kids, I said, do you think we should pay for the people behind us? They had waved me ahead when it really wasn't my turn. And... Uh, they said, sure, let's do it. So we told them that we wanted to pay for the people behind us. And it was, she said, okay, it's only two twelve. And Noah said, as we were driving away, it was so sweet. Noah said, can you believe that? Only $2. And now they're going to have a good day for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was so sweet. So just looking for little tiny moments that don't even cost that much money to bless people, to show our kids, I think is important. Absolutely. Next, it talks about her gifted wifehood in verse 23. It says, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. This is implied here that her husband is a well-respected man because in part of his wife. He is what he is because she is what she is. And I'm standing here telling you today that I am what I am because she is what she is. And many of you men, if you're honest with yourself, you realize that that is true. And near the end of this chapter, it ends up telling us that the woman's name, this woman's name, would be celebrated in the gates as well. It's an awesome thing to know that you have someone in your corner that is fighting for you. And I know that it's true for me that I am what I am because she is what she is. So the next thing that we're going to look at is her gracious words. And this is Proverbs 31, 26. It says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. As moms, I know this is really hard and this is something that I have to work on continuously. Um, This is a lady, this is a woman that is in control of her words. She's the picture of dignity, poise, and grace because she has a well-ordered life. Now, a well-ordered life doesn't mean that she doesn't sometimes have spit up on her shirt. (laughs) That's not what it's talking about. What it means is that she knows who she is in Christ. She knows who holds her future. She has her priorities in order. Um, When things are in order on the inside, they come out. It's easier to control what comes out. Um, Parents, I've heard many times that if you scream at your children, it's because you don't have authority in the home. Policemen don't stand out on the highway screaming at speeders as they go by, waving down speeders and screaming at them. They don't do that. They don't have to. They have authority to do something about it. So um, something that I've tried to add to my life in the recent years is uh, I started noticing myself, uh, my voice getting a little loud when my kids don't listen. I just had a mother this morning, and I won't say who. (laughs) But I just had a mother this morning say, I know that our hearing works, but I don't think our listening is working. (laughs) And that 
uh, sometimes I noticed myself getting louder and louder and louder, and then I would just explode and um, yell, and they would be crushed, and their spirits crushed, and then that would upset me, and we'd all be crying. <laughs> so I started something really simple, and this is something that I would encourage each and every lady in here to do. Every once in a while, put your pride aside, sit down with your kids. Maybe you're just, the other day I did it when we were driving down the road, and say, listen, I want your honest opinion. How do you feel mommy talks to you? And I ask my kids for advice, and I do a little checkup with myself. And I say, do you feel that mommy um, talks loudly sometimes? Do you feel like I yell at you a lot? Or maybe sometimes? Or do you feel like I've gotten better over, over the months and the years? And then I tell them, I want you to be honest. I'm not going to be mad at you. Mommy's trying to fix myself and make myself better. And then they feel open to tell me how I'm doing. And just kind of like we do comment cards at restaurants or different places, I ask my kids to do a verbal comment card for me so I can work on myself. Because we can't figure out that we need fixing if we don't know what needs to be fixed. So that's something that I know my kids, I've seen in my kids, I've seen them respect that. Um, my dad used to always say, I want you to tell me if you see me doing something wrong, because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And that always made... What's a gander? Uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of goose, I think. <laughs> anyway. We'll call your dad. Oh, okay, we'll call my dad later. What's a gander? <laughs> um, but he always said that, and so it was like, what's good for me is, or what's, what I tell you to do, you need to do too. So um, that always made a huge impact in my life, that would my dad would open himself up to me for me to judge him and for me to tell him he's doing something wrong. So that always made a huge impact. So I've really tried to do that in my life, and I know it's helped a lot. <laughs> now, this woman is a woman who knows who she is. She speaks wisdom and delivers it with kindness. And that only happens by relying on someone outside of yourself, namely Jesus Christ. Lastly, we see her glowing witness in verse 28. It says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. Right? Men, he praises her. What does he say? He says, Many women, or women have done excellently, but you surpass them all, baby. <laughs> I think that's what he said. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruits of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. See, she has a glowing witness to her children and her husband because uh, they know that she is real. Husbands and children, when we have a wife and a mother like that, we need to appreciate it while we have it. So many times we hear people say, I wish I would have told my mom how much I love her. Hey, but you have that now. You have that wife. You have that mother. Do it now. Don't wait till it's too late. Hey, children, it's okay to tell your mom, you're the best mom. It's okay. You're going to realize it once you get like 32 years old anyway that your mom is amazing. So you might as well just realize it now when you're 16, 17, 18 years old that your mom is like the best person in the world. So why don't you start telling her right now? Look at her in the, in the crowd. You're the best mom. None of them they didn't even move. <laughs> this is what mothers have to deal with. Jeez. But we see her glowing witness. Uh, you know what America needs more than a good president and good policy and all that? We need godly mothers and fathers that will uh, decide that they're going to make a difference in this world by raising their children uh, in the way that God intended us to. See, we owe so much 
to our praying mothers. And there's nothing more important that you can do for your children than pray for them. Many of us know what it's like to have a praying mother and what a difference that can make. All growing up, I remember walking in on my mom, down by her bed, on her knees, praying for her four boys, and two of which are now in full-time Christian service. I thank God for a praying mother. Now, you may have an adult child that's away from God. Do not lose hope. Prayer works. God can still work. If they still have breath in their lungs, pray for your children. There is hope. So what we looked at today is a picture of a woman of valor. We looked at her great worth, her great works, her genuine wisdom, her goodwill, her gifted wifehood, her gracious works, and her glowing witness. A woman of valor fears God and serves him with her life. And men, if you have a woman of valor in your life, we need to understand that her price is far above rubies. Children, if you have a woman of valor for a mother, we need to understand that her value is immeasurable. This whole chapter is an example for us to praise these type of women in our lives. Why? Because it's underappreciated, and it's hard work, and it's, a, it's sometimes a, a discouraging because the things that you're doing are day-to-day -day things that will make an impact, but they'll make an impact in the long run. So let's thank them for the little things right now. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet and bow our heads. We're gonna, we left a little bit of extra time. This morning, as the worship band comes, we left a little bit of extra time for you to find your mother, find your wife, find maybe even your sister or your best friend, and to come down and to pray over them, and to thank them for what they've done for you, to in, and to ask God to give them peace and passion and encouragement and to take a little bit of time doing what Proverbs 31 did and thanking them for all that they've done. As the music plays, the altar's open this morning.